0: You're listening to the Building Wealth in Your 20s podcast, the show which puts you in the driver's seat of your financial future. Young people taking their money seriously. And now, here's the latest from Building Wealth in Your 20s.
1: Okay, welcome back to Building Wealth in Your 20s. Today, I'm flying solo. I'm going to be uh, reading some articles that I have posted uh, over the next upcoming uh, podcast, a couple of them. And just kind of looking at some things that um, I have worked, you know, put together on my blog and LinkedIn, which you can read under Charles Baird. Um, but uh, did a little more, more research in these, and so that might be something more um, more useful than just uh, a basic interview. But we'll go back to that format as well, because it's been a lot of fun. and had some good people. We've got some uh, other people coming up in the near future, and uh, looking forward to working with them. So today we're going to be reading, uh, talking through um, investing in elevated markets. So we have had many years of, of growth now, and a lot of people are saying, well, if I missed the boat, is it too late to invest now? And uh, it's a know the future, but uh, we can make some pretty good guesses by looking at the past. And so um, let's go to that. We're going to talk about investing in elevated markets. Buy low, sell high. It's just that simple. And this is the traditional investing approach, which is concise, but not, not necessarily easy. Of course you want to buy equities at a low price and sell them after they've appreciated. But how do you know if you're getting a good price? Over the last decade, stocks have steadily, slowly recovered. 2011 and 2015 only returned 2.1% and 1.38% respectively, but every other year since 2009 has delivered a two-figure return in the S&P 500. But how long can that really last? That's the real question. With the Dow nearly quadrupling in a decade, can we really expect a continued increase in the market? When something rises too quickly, it will often pull back. Liberal lending policies and low interest borrowing rates have created an overheated market. Now, the Fed is raising rates. If they take the punch bowl away from the party too quickly, will the party end? Not necessarily. When the Dow hit 15,000, it felt like we had bounced back too quickly. But the market continued to expand for another five years. When Brexit hit the market, we pulled back 10% in days, and it looked like the world would surely come to an end. That panic lasted less than two weeks, and it was back to the races. When Donald Trump was elected, the market tanked just as predicted for three hours. Then we moved on. There are also many positive factors in the economy which would suggest that the bull market hasn't run its course quite yet. Domestic corporations are reporting positive numbers, with the majority exceeding guidance. Tax cuts have already spurred growth with the promise of good things to come, and perhaps those expectations were too modest. Time will tell. So how do we know if the market will continue? Simply put, we can't. Making market predictions is called timing the market. It's really hard to do that well. Really hard. If the experts aren't so good at it, what's the chance that the consumer-level investor has got a shot at guessing right? Trying to time the market is a fool's game. What matters is time in the market, not timing the market. Over the long term, a disciplined approach to regular, periodic investing in a diversified portfolio has returned reasonable results. Trying to beat the market is not very wise. But what if you're convinced the world is going to end and you still want to invest? Uh, You might consider dollar cost averaging. Invest slowly over time. This is already how most people invest with the 401k contributions or automated IRA deposits. Traditional methodology has worked fairly well, but if you're a math nerd like me, you probably want to know what are your actual chances. So let's pick a few basic metrics and see how the market has performed in the past. As they always say, past performance is no guarantee of future returns, but it'll probably get us in the ballpark. So I looked at the S&P 500 Returned since 1955, or basically the whole stock market since 1950, I'm sorry, 1950 through 2015. This excludes the Great Depression and World War II, since those are both probably anomalous to our current environment. The way our economy operates has changed significantly over the decades, but I'm assuming those seven decades are fairly representative. Obviously, I could be wrong. Over this period, the average return was 12.57% annually with a standard deviation of 17.3. 68% of the time in a given year, the return will be between negative five and positive 30%. Of 66 years, 14 returned a negative return over a one year period. That's positive 78.8% of the time. In any given year, 78.8% of the time, you're going to make money in that year. Over a greater period of time, the average return remains almost the same, but the chance of going negative drops. Over any five-year period of time, we find that the average return is only 12.47%. One standard deviation returns an average return of positive 5 to positive 20% annually but those are the averages. Let's take a look at the actual number of times that you would have lost money over a 5-year period. It only happened twice since 1950. If you invested $100 in 1970, after 5 years, you'd only have $98.65. If you'd invested $100 in, in the year 2000, after 5 years, you'd have only $96.31 remaining. However, the best year to invest for 5 years in that time period would have been 1995. $100 invested in 1995 would return $349.54 5 years later. In summary, we see that most years have a positive return in the market. The longer a person remains invested, the higher the probability the overall return will be positive. Market timing is usually a bad idea, though understanding the probabilities of an average market will help the individual investor save wisely. Nothing in this article should be considered personal finance or legal advice. Please talk to a financial professional before making any decisions. You know what, Chuck? What? Everyone should join our online community at Facebook.com. You know what the call words are? It's Facebook.com slash Building Wealth in Your 20s. Or we got a fantabulous book. You can buy it on Amazon. What's that one called? It's called Building Wealth in Your 20s.
0: The Building Wealth in Your 20s podcast is a product of Baird Media. This podcast is meant for entertainment and educational purposes only. Nothing should be taken as advice for you specifically. For personalized advice, don't listen to these guys. Go talk to a professional.